Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, and welcome to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Today, I want to talk about what a typical day in the life of a food trucker involves. Obviously, the first thing that's going to happen is your alarm goes off. Zig Ziglar renamed his alarm clock as his opportunity clock. After all, who wants to be alarmed as soon as they get out of bed? It's a brand new day full of opportunity, and all we have to do is go out and seize those opportunities and make the best of what the day presents. So after you get out of bed, attend to your personal needs, whatever your normal routine is, bathe, shower, shave, whatever you need to do. I want to stress to make sure that you eat, eat something. I didn't have the best of dietary habits when I was a younger man, but you need to eat. You got to have food coming into your body so you can go out and expend lots of calories when you set up and start working on the food truck. And then the next thing after you've eaten is to go over your daily to-do list. I used to do this while I was eating. Thinking about everything that I needed to do. Look at the list that I had written from the day before. This is what I need to accomplish today. And I set up that to-do list the day before. And then I would put myself on the official time clock for the food truck. And I would get into a routine. And yours can vary, but here's what I used to do. About three hours before service, I would deal with the social media. And I would reply to anything that came in overnight while I was sleeping. And then I would also schedule posts to go out throughout the day. So that way I don't have to worry about social media again until later on. After I've gotten all of that stuff done, that paperwork kind of stuff done, I head out to the trailer, connect it to the truck, and I had a safety checklist. And I would go over it to make sure I didn't forget anything. Do not allow yourself to take anything for granted. So have a checklist so you don't forget anything. I still, to this day, have laminated checklists that I use. No matter where I'm at, I have scripts to follow, checklists to do. I don't want to forget anything. I'm going to suggest strongly you don't depend upon your memory depend upon your systems. Once I've got the trailer safely hooked up, I would drive to wherever my food was that I had placed orders from the day before. When online ordering became a thing, that was an awesome time saver. So sometimes I'll go to Sam's or Walmart, Cisco, whoever I was getting food from. If they had a way for me to order online, I used it. So that way all I had to do was drive to wherever I needed to pick up the food, grab the food, and go. Your time is way too valuable for you to be quote-unquote shopping. And you will control your money better if you're not shopping. But I know there are some places where you can't do online ordering, and that's okay. Have an exact list that you made the day before, so you know exactly what you need, because you walked around the truck and looked to see what you needed, and only ordered exactly what you needed based on what your projected sales are for the coming day, or the coming several days, depending upon how long that food should last. And then I put blinders on. I only go to the exact aisle where I need stuff, pick up what I need, put it in the buggy, and move on. I don't look around and go, ooh, that's a cool spice. I think I will buy that. Buy exactly what's on your list. And then about two hours before service, I would drive to the commissary, pick up fresh water, dispose of the waste from the day before, and any other activities I was required to do at the commissary. And that varied depending upon what state I was working in. 
And after I got all the prep work done that I was legally required to do in the commissary, I moved on to my daily location and I would set up the trailer. I would level it. I would get the generator set up. I would go through a propane safety checklist. I would make sure that I looked closed. So I never put the window up. Didn't want to get that extra light in. I didn't put any marketing outside. I just was a trailer pulled up to a spot. I looked closed. Then I would put away the food and paper order. I would record the invoices into my spreadsheet so I'd know if I needed to update my prices for the day. And that's super important right now. 10 years ago, I didn't have to worry so much about pricing, but I would input them every time I got an invoice just to see the impact on my menu. And typically it would still stay below what my goals were. But every once in a while it would creep up and then I knew it was time to adjust the prices. And I did that on the fly. I didn't wait till it got 2 or 3% out. I would raise prices as needed. So modern price inflation right now would not bother me. I would just raise the prices as I need to and not worry about somebody's going to complain on a price increase. Then I would turn on the equipment after I got all the paperwork done. Turn on the equipment. Stuff needs to heat up. Stuff needs to get ready for me to prepare cooking. I would set up any hot holding. Like if I had steam tables, get them filled up with water, get them turned on, getting heated up. I would do any kind of prep I was allowed to do on the food truck or food trailer. You know, veggie prep, uh, portioning uh, different kinds of meats, those kind of things, getting them ready. So that when I get into lunch, I can be as fast as I need to be. You know, at one point I was preparing lettuce for sandwiches. I would be slicing onions. I would be draining off the vinegar off of pickles. I would do all those different kind of things to get ready for lunch. The veggie prep would be based on a sales projection. I wouldn't just say, ah, I think I'll just do a case of lettuce today. I would look at my sales and go, nope, I only need to do 12 heads. And that's all I would do. I only need to do 10 pounds of onions. I wouldn't just cut it because I had it. I would only do what I thought I would actually need. And my goal would be to get through lunch if I was going to be open for a long day. So I'd prep enough to get through lunch. Because you know what happens after lunch? It slows way down. If I had anything that was left over from the day before, I would reheat that to the proper temperature, get it ready to go wherever, wherever it needed to go. And my goal would be to have all of my prep work, all of my setup work done 15 minutes ahead of whatever official opening time I had. And in those last 15 minutes, I was doing an opening checklist. I was going through to make sure all the food that I promised to be hot was actually hot. That all the food that I promised would be cold was actually cold. And I would write down those temperatures and, and record all of those different things on a checklist. I would make sure all the serving and cookie utensils are in place. It's no fun to have the first person walk up to your window and say, Hey, I'd like a hamburger. And you don't have the spatula sitting on the grill already. Or you go to dress the burger bun and realize that you don't have any of the spatulas in place for the mayonnaise or the ketchup. Or you don't have the squirt bottle of the mustard out. So I made sure that all the stuff was ready to go 15 minutes before I wanted to open. Then I would move to the exterior. I would set up flags, put out my menu A-frames. I would raise the awnings. I would turn on lights. I would make the truck look open. And ideally, I would have somebody walk up right as we opened, right as the window was going up. That would be perfection. Now we're into service time. Prep has to be done. And this is a mistake that many food truck owners make. They mix up service time and prep time. When things are slow, it's no big deal because, well, there's no one to wait on, so yes, we can do prep. But if a couple of guests are there right at opening, and I hear this complaint all the time, these people came right as I opened the window. Well, be thankful that they came there. What were you expecting to do? Wait patiently until you said, hey, come on up? And if they do open, or if they do step up to your window right as you open the awning, be thankful they're there and be ready to take their order. If you're not ready, the window should have never been opened. 
because if you're not ready, then you make those guests wait longer than normal. You've made a bad first impression. And guess what happens if two or three more people walk up after you've got the first couple of guests waiting a really long time? You're farther and farther behind. So you basically shoot yourself in the foot and put yourself into the weeds by not being ready when you raise that window up. But what if the opposite happens? You open up that awning and there's no guests lining up. We've talked about this before. This is the secondary duties that in a list that I gave you guys several months ago. And if you don't remember, or you haven't heard that particular podcast, you want to, whenever there's no guests to order, you want to help stock, clean, and market. Well, guess what? You should already be stocked because you opened the window. You sh- there should be nothing to clean up because you shouldn't have made a mess. And it should, if you did make a mess, should have been cleaned up before you opened the window. So that leaves marketing. So if you raise the window, raise the awning on your window, and there's no guests in line, you automatically go into marketing mode. So you're getting on social media and you're saying, hey, we're open. Come on down. You're going to pass out samples if you're near where there's lots of people milling about. You want to go out and spin a sign on the corner. You want to do something to attract attention to your business. Do not plop down in a chair because that doesn't drive sales but it does drive bankruptcy. Now, if you're open for extended hours, like you're open from, say, 11 to 8, the afternoon tends to be slow, and that would be the time to do secondary prep for more veggies or to start recipes for tomorrow, like if you made coleslaw, for instance. I always did my coleslaw about 24 hours in advance so it could sit and marinate and have a better flavor. Same with chili. Chili tastes much better the second time it's after a reheat than it does when you initially cook it. So if you have those kind of recipes, do those in the afternoon when it's slow, when you only have, you know, six or eight or ten guests an hour rather than 40 or 60 an hour. You want to keep an eye on sales, and you want to do that by taking readings. If the sales are not where you expect them to be, and you should have an idea of what an afternoon should be, if it's 2 o'clock from 2 to 3, you should not need to have eight or ten guests. If that's what you expect, that's plenty of time to do prep, because eight to ten people an hour is not a big deal. If it is a big deal, you need to get faster. So if you're finding yourself below what you expected, if you normally expect eight to ten, and you're only getting two or three, social media time. you got to get those people coming in. You don't go, hey... I'm glad we're slow so I can get more prep done. You expected those people to be there. Your projection counted on those people to be there during that time frame. And they're not. So now you're falling behind on your dollar projections. You're falling behind on your income. So you always got to have an eye on your sales. Where is it at at any particular moment? And then remember the help, stock, clean, and market duties apply all day long. If you're not getting the guest flow that you expected... It's marketing time. So what happens at closing? You get all the way through the day and now you're at closing. The very first thing you do is go out and remove all of the marketing material that you set up outside. Close the awning. Turn off the exterior lights. Look closed. Then begin putting away the leftover foods using whatever proper cooling methods you have and discarding whatever can't be carried over to the next day. Everything that's discarded must be counted as waste and tracked. The more information you have, the better you can can control your own waste. Have assigned duties for each employee that you have and a system of cleaning based on what the manufacturer requires for the equipment and then the layout of your truck. While the employees are doing their job, you will inventory the food so you can do what? Place an order for tomorrow. And that order is going to be based on your projected sales. It's not a guess. So if you typically do $2,000 on a Friday and tomorrow's Friday, you should project about $2,000 and base your food needs on that. Not guessing, ah, I need about five cases. Because I can guarantee you, you're more than likely going to overorder Because that's what people tend to do. We used to call it placing an order from the office. You had to actually get up and go look and see what you got. So you want to place the order and then you want to go out and assist with the cleanup. Get everybody off the clock as quickly as possible. 
head home or to wherever you store your trailer. Once you're home, you're still on the food truck clock. You want to review all the social media that has happened throughout the day and answer everything. You want to set up your to-do list for tomorrow. Once you have those two activities completed, now you can clock out and enjoy your family. So that's just a, a reference point to help you guys understand what a food truck owner's day is, is like. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful in your business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast by clicking the support button or the links in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We've got a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you and your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I've got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.